little bit of a shorter episode this week, but this is our commitment to um, being every single week we do a pod. Mm-hmm. Consistency is our name in 2020. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason it's short, because we would have done this in the past. We were like, eh, we're only doing two, three shows this week. Uh, let's not even bother with a pod. Yeah. Because, um, but because it'll be too short. But now we're like, eh, it's fine. If it's 20 minutes, it's fine. Just, you know, just keep out of pod every single week. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Yeah, I think that's what we're hoping for. You know, I think we can make it work. I mean, you do have some vacation coming up, but we'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, okay. The reason why you were away for a couple of days this week, well, one of the one of the days was you went over to Vancouver, right? Oh yeah, I went over for the Alexis on Fire show, which was probably in my top five shows. Whoa! It was really good. It was so good. Um, why? So it was Distillers were playing as well, and I had never seen the Distillers, and I'm a big big fan. Um, just the sound was really good. The performance was amazing. I think the crowd really did it for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the Pacific Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Is that the Peony? Yeah. And um, it was just like everyone was smiling and everyone was looking out for each other. There was also so many people from Victoria over there in Vancouver. So I just kept on running into people. Um, at one point, like George is a, he like is known for ripping off his shirt, like actually like tearing it to shreds. Okay. And people kept on taking off their shirts and throwing it to him. And then yes. he would put them on and then rip them off. <laughs> like it was like this game that was going on the whole time. Um, and then... I don't know. I just I just thought it was just seamless and it was the sound was yeah, everything was just fantastic about wow. it. Um yeah, so Vancouver was super fun and then on Monday I or on Tuesday I did a um first aid course. So okay. that's why I wasn't here Monday, Tuesday. Tell me all about it. Spare no detail. Oh. First off, no, you get you so it's like this offer came out to all of us like who wants to learn how to do life saving and you know, if I can be really honest, I think the reason why I don't do it anymore is that I, the pressure, mm. the intense pressure to save someone's life. There's a reason why I'm not a doctor or everyone into any kind of healthcare practice. That is insane to me. And like, I took life saving in when I was a kid. I like just kept taking swimming lessons. And the more you do that in any kind of structured way, you have to like take further and further life saving as well because they assume you just want to be a lifeguard. Mm hmm. Um, so I knew that up to a point, red cross, red medallion, bronze, something or other, I don't wow. know. Mm-hmm. Right. I knew all that stuff, but that was years ago now. And I, it's probably not even up to date anymore. Still. I think probably it's like, it's, it's transformed and you're supposed to do a thing. Like I never had, you put the little breathy thing on a person's mouth. You don't touch their lips. Yeah. You never touch their lips really? because of, you know, diseases and stuff. Did they say that? Yeah. You can get diseases from that. You, the first well, thing, know, the first but... date is like, you want to keep yourself safe first. Right. That's the number one priority because you got to be able to save the person, right? So you got to be safe the whole time. You got to look out for those dangers. But what? Are you worried about getting a cold sore off of somebody? Oh, yeah. You're not going to. Yeah, I know. But then you're not going to be able to save them because you have a cold sore now? No, not because you're not going to have a cold sore. It's just like you don't want that to happen to you. You just want to stay healthy. Right? Okay, okay. okay, Anyway. Okay, I get it. Okay, but okay. So tell me. So, So, but you get this letter and you're like, yes, I want to save a life. Okay, no. Actually, the reason why I wanted to do it was because I remember softball last season. There was so much blood. (laughs) (laughs) like our team destroyed our bodies and then other teams got destroyed i remember there was one incident sorry if this is too gross for you to um hear this is a blood warning Mm -hmm. um there was a guy who was playing shortstop and the ball came and it hit him in the finger but it pulled back his nail completely oh my god so he was like panicking and no one who knew first aid was coming forward and i was like 
uh, is anyone going to help this guy? And he's like bleeding everywhere. So I didn't know first day, but I was like, I can try and figure out what to do here. So I like got him water and like rinsed it out and then tried to bandage it up for him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I did it right. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I should really know how to put a bandaid on a person and like know the right thing to do in this situation. Especially if this just continues to happen. Because there were times, too, when, yeah, I remember sliding home. I, yeah. and I No, it wasn't home, obviously, because you don't slide home in slow pitch. But it was, like, <laughs> the third base or something. Yeah. And my I just, like, skinned my ankle classic and got so much dirt in it. And then I got infected. And I was like, I have no idea how to stop this from getting infected. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Someone broke their collarbone two seasons ago. Yes. And, you know, you can learn how to make a sling out of a Band-Aid bandage. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty intensive one-day course. Yeah, we didn't learn how to make a sling, though. But we learned how to make a bandage out of, like, a cloth thing, which was cool. Um, And I actually had a lot of fun at the course. I'm sure there's so much horsing around, right? Just so many, like, dark jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, what I like. So it it was fun. And, um... What else happened? What do you want to know? Like, what do you have any questions? No, not really. I just oh. I, more I was interested, like why you would choose to do such a thing, like to go into. I suppose you're not really saving lives. It's more about the first day, like oh, I scanned my something or other. Yeah, like, people like, aren't like especially in an office setting, people aren't having heart attacks generally. Or yeah, and yeah. like there is like a liability thing. And once he started talking about that, like it, it is kind of like wild. Then mm-hmm. I kind of got some pressure on me i was like oh that's a lot of pressure to like if you come forward and you're like i am going to help you i know first aid you know you have to be there until the ambulance is there like it's kind of on you right um but luckily like this is the work safe version of it so it's like the liability is really on the employer really yeah okay so wow um but yeah now we have to update all of our first aid packages and stuff and well, I don't know. I should hope so because, you know, when I fell down on the ice a few weeks ago, we didn't even have really, hardly have any band-aids here at the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, pretty brutal. There's the band-aids. Yeah. Um, okay, well, good. Good for you for doing that, really. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm just, like, so terrified. Like, even that is not even a big injury, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I would think I would rather break my collarbone and be down for two weeks than have my nail peeled back. Oh, same. Finger. Oh, same. It reminds me of, you know, the movie The Ring. Is that what happens? Yeah, it's the only movie I'll ever, like, reference, (laughs) I feel like. But when she climbs out of the well and then her nails get peeled back and then the nails are, like, stuck in the sides of the well. Ooh! That's the worst part! Oh, God. Oh, God, that's terrible. Sorry for making you feel so gross. Well, now, okay, so I... So if you don't know, I skipped all of last season for softball. I played the first season we all played. Mm-hmm. Second season, I just like couldn't be bothered to go out and do. I just like was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I want to come back and play this season, but I cannot believe even in the first season the amount of injuries that people were taking for this like bottom rung, bottom level softball beer league. People were getting hurt every single game. Okay, that's a thing. Okay, I was talking about this actually just last night. Um, softball has way more injuries than boxing. And I do both <laughs> of those sports. Like, yeah, right. I do not get injured in boxing ever. But you would think because it is a full, like, contact sport. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, that I would just be, like, constantly injured. But no, it's softball. <laughs> it's a beer league. Yeah. B- E-division. Bottom of the league where I get uh, the most, yeah. Okay, isn't it? But 
Did, okay, I remember I saw you box one time. Did your face get pretty banged up that time? No, actually. Really? Surprisingly. Okay, I'm thinking of She hit else. me a lot, but I don't think it was hard enough to bruise right. or anything. I was with, I think it was your mom, and she was, like, having a time because she oh was, like, God. so concerned for you to get hit in the face. I, I like, split my family apart that day. <laughs> like, it was traumatic for my family. They should not have been there. Right. Oh, it was so traumatic for them. <laughs> and my mom, like... So that was months and months of training, right? Yeah. Like I, I like pretty much like dedicated a, almost a full year to that, just yeah. to like train and learn how to box and, and wake up really early and kind of change my diet. Like I, it yeah. was it was a big commitment. Yes. And I remember my mom was just like, "I never want to see you box again." And it was just like not like good job out there. It was like, "How dare you do this to the family?" <laughs> like it affected her so much. It to affected watch that her happen. so much, and I do feel really bad. Um, I should have <laughs> given her some more warning. Like, right? But I guess yeah. No one wants to see their daughter gets punched in the face and lose a fight, right? I suppose. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, she was. She got in a fight with someone because her stress level was so high. Because someone behind, because she was standing up. Yes. Someone behind her wanted to see. Um, and so they started like being like, "Hey, we can't see," and she was like, "That's my daughter," and like <laughs> got in a fight. And then my other sister Liza, she was uh, she was crying on the side of the ring when I came wow. down. Um, my boyfriend at the time was crying too. And then my sister and her fiance, they were like, "Good job, that was dope." <laughs> were they just not prepared for what they were about to see? Like, no, I was there and I care for you, obviously, but like. It was boxing. It just was boxing. I, yeah. you know, I saw you taking hits, but also giving punches. Like that's just what we're here to see. Yeah, the, my family is not familiar with any sort of martial arts at wow. all. At all. So I think it was they're used to softball. Which and, I mean, I broke my collarbone playing softball, and I got injured all the time playing softball. But that was okay. Well, I'm glad that you have kept it up though, because you still box, and I would love to see you in the ring again. I don't want to do that again. Really? I don't think so. It's too much commitment. I don't want to commit my life to it. Right. I just do it for fun. Yeah. Because yeah. once it becomes like that commitment, it's not fun anymore. You know what? That's actually a good way to think of it too because it's just more about like it's the it's the exercise of the punching and the yeah. cardio and everything, right? Of like, like dancing around. Sparring around, like like light sparring yeah. with people is really fun. Yeah. But I'm not going to get in a ring and like put all that pressure on myself to to win a fight, you know? Right, I just yes. don't think I, I need to do that. Wow. It took me a while to figure that out because I, like, did really... They're like, what are you working towards? I'm like, just exercising just and having this. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Is that an okay answer or are they just like, no, you need to be Rocky and no, do a thing there are people who are like, Ivan oh, Drago. I really think you should fight, though. Like, that's so good. Like, people want to see you fight. Right. But, like, yeah, if you don't want to, then whatever. No, that's really good. The, yeah. You know, it's like all I really hear about is... Um, you know, fighting as cool as it is and all that, it's just like there is the risk for especially like head trauma. And oh, yeah. That don't really mess your noggin up there and really mess your life up if, you know, that's what happens. So mm-hmm. um, just be careful out there. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, even in softball, I fucking messed my shoulder up. And I like can't – at the time when I was playing softball, it was a lot of like throwing, right, and mm-hmm. trying to get good at that but not being strong at it but trying. And then also I was swimming a lot at the time. So a lot of the same motion and I frigged my shoulder up and now here we are like almost a year and a half later. And I like – I can't do a push-up at all because like my shoulder can't even support. It's like oh, all no. frigged. I know. This is what we're putting our bodies on the line for is this stupid softball. It's fun though. It's so fun. Softball? Yeah. It is. I know. And I want to come out again this year. I really I hope you I really do. do. I hope you actually show up to a game this year. Yeah. We missed you out there. I, and your legs, mainly. Yeah. Listen, does anybody have cold legs? I don't think so. 
Do your, do your legs ever really get a cold? Or is it just... A cold? Just... We'll just tell... Catch you know, the, they caught a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, like, legs aren't... Don't get cold. Yeah, I've, I've never really had that problem. My feet get really cold. Yes. So cold. Like, they're cold right now. Fair. Um, fingers get cold. My arms get cold. But yep. my legs are usually good. It's the thigh. The meaty thigh, you know? Yes, I agree. That's why people always are like... I went on a hike last weekend, and I'm wearing, like, my shorty shorts... And people are like, what are you doing in these shorty-ass shorts? Aren't you going to be cold? It's like, no. My legs are never cold, and especially when you're moving them. Yeah, if you're wearing socks and a good pair of boots or whatever, you yes. can wear shorts. No problem. Yes. Yeah. Embrace shorts, everyone. Embrace your beautiful legs. Yes. Is what I always say to myself. Um, so I missed a few things because I was away Monday, Tuesday. Yes. Uh, there was a huge, huge amount of news that um, we, I guess you talked about mm-hmm. without me. Uh, Kobe passing away. Kobe. That was wild. I yeah. was in an Earl's while I got that that news. Okay, got this an is alert interesting. on my phone. Because, like, I can't say that I grew up idolizing or watching Kobe all that much. Did you with the basketball? No, I'm not, a like, a sports fan. But right. I was. I grew up in the time where everyone just yelled Kobe when they threw things into the garbage can. Yes, of course. Right? Of yes. Course. Yeah. I hope people still do that. In fact, well, I did it the other, the other day, but I said R.I.P. Kobe. That's what I'm going to do for oh, now. Oh, nice. Right? R.I.P. Kobe. Um... Yeah, okay, because, so, that's interesting because uh, I was thinking about this, too, that, you know, there are people, like, and I want to give a little cross-pod plug here uh, to our friends over at Between the Stammers, Mm -hmm. which is the closest thing The Zone has to, like, a sports podcast. It's about mostly Canucks, but I think Art and Caleb go into great detail because Art's a massive Kobe Bryant fan, Um, so they'll really talk about it uh, this week if you're really interested in hearing some fans talk about Kobe uh, from The Zone perspective, but... To me, this is much more of a like one of those because it's such a major story, such a huge tragedy that his daughter was in the helicopter as well. Yeah. The fact that it was a helicopter, this guy is only forty one years old, like all, all that's surrounded to, and then also everything with his like past as well, because that became a conversation I saw online as well. Right, guy is not without like some problematic stuff in his past. Okay, whatever, that's a conversation. But it was just one of those things that was so culturally like just a meteor hit Mm -hmm. the earth type of thing when Kobe passed away this weekend that it was one of those, like, where were you? So you were at an Earl's? Yeah, I was at an Earl's, and I got an alert on my phone um, just from, like, the news app that I have. And then um, I slowly watched other people in the restaurant look at their phones and, like, get serious (laughs) and, like, talk to each other about it. Yeah, so everyone was, like, finding out at the same time, which was wild to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was at home, and I was just, like... Dicking around on Twitter, and I event and I saw it like really, really soon after the news broke. Like TMZ was one of the first people reporting it. I think I saw that like right right after twenty minutes after they posted it. It yeah. was like brand new news, and my experience was like the news. It kept trickling in, and then it was confirmed, and then it was like who else was there? And at one point, it was being reported that like all the other people on the helicopter were the rest of his family and all this. Mm-hmm. But anyways, my point is that I so I just like kept following it and following it. I was just so interested and it was so tragic that it I just have eventually it was like two in the afternoon and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of the house. I got to get away from this. It's sad. And then, of course, too, like, then people started fighting online about oh, him. no. Right? Like, is yeah. this a person we really should be uh, memorializing? But, and it's like, oh, my God. 
I was like, I got to get out. And that's why I went for a hike last weekend. Because I was oh. like, I have to get some fresh air. And it really helped a lot. I can imagine. So that's probably like the best thing to do when you get kind of like dumped with that amount of news. That right. is like heartbreaking, right? Just like <laughs> sit with it for a bit and don't get too overwhelmed with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally side note. Go on. Earl's has the best uh, happy hour brunch, okay? Because <laughs> I, I know yeah. a lot of people are like, why was she at Earl's, you know? Right. Um, I just want to promote that because it's like <laughs> $7 for like a full brunch meal. We're talking chicken and waffles. Wow. We're talking eggs, Benny. Healthy alternatives as well. They have a hash. Um, my total cost with coffee is like $11. Oh, my God. To go get brunch at Earl's. And there's never a line, okay? You know what? I'm so glad you brought it up. You've been telling me about it for a long time, but yes. And that's a great heads up for so many people who love brunch as much as I do, um, that uh, you're getting hornswoggled here by the big brunch places. <laughs> Once you get a name for yourself that like you are good at brunch, and look, don't get me wrong, I adore some brunch places around here that yeah. are like brunch, brunch, brunch. Yeah, I will stand in those lines. I will pay those exorbitant fees for eggs, all of that stuff. But if you want no line no huge cost. There are places, and sometimes it is. Yeah. Earl's. Earl's. That's I mean, you're not going to get the same sort of flavor profiles as the ones from, you know, the you other brunch, oh, okay. fancy right. brunch places. Sure. But, like, if you want a good, healthy breakfast right away, yes. and you're a little hungover, yes. and you want, like, a big table for your friends, I, I honestly recommend Earl's. Fantastic. Thank you. And they make all their stuff in-house, too. Like, they're they're... I mean, everyone that I've heard that works there is like, oh, it's a great company to work for, actually. You know, flavor profiles are great and everything, but sometimes there's more drive eggs in my mouth. Yeah. At, you know, 10 o'clock and I'm hungover. Get, that's all. It's good. Give there's me some fried eggs. chicken. Oh, their fried chicken's so good. It's spicy. Oh, it's wow. a spicy fried chicken on their waffles. Okay. Okay. That's a lot for Earl's, but there you go. I'm so <laughs> glad. And look, at there are pubs who do the same thing as well. Oh, yeah. Same type of thing. No line. Good brunch. Okay. Search it out, everyone. Brunch is important. It is very important. Yeah. <laughs> um, finally, um, we don't mention it in this pod, but I am very interested in that wolf. And I'm sad that you were away because you live in James Bay. And this past weekend, the wolf Takea left Discovery Island to roam around James Bay. Mm-hmm. Still kind of unsure exactly why, though after seven years of living on Discovery Island, maybe it was just that he was lonely. He really was looking for a mate. He was done with being a lone wolf. Um, it, it was unlikely that he was hungry because... Did you watch that documentary that CBC put out about him? I didn't watch the full thing, just little pieces of it. But it, It's great. and It shows like how good he is at adapting to like living on this island it's so wild he just like he moseys on down from wherever he's from and then he decides to swim over to discovery island for who knows what reason mm-hmm. it's like a kilometer swim i think like through treacherous currents and all this and then just sets up shop but it's difficult to set up shop on an island like that for this wolf he had to like dig for moisture for water wow. in the winter time or in the summertime rather because all the fresh water dried up he had to, like, adapt his diet to eat seals and, like, mink and whatever he could find on the island. So, like, th- it's just fascinating. He, But he was good. He was doing good on that island. And then he decides to leave to roam around James Bay. And we don't know why. And maybe it was, okay, now I really want a partner. Maybe I need to find a mate. Yeah, because a lot of people were like, why didn't he just swim off? Like, he had all this opportunity to just swim. He could see 
the the next like the piece of land that was close to him like yeah yeah. why why did it take that long and also yeah why james bay it's just so it's so it's so uh interesting and then also that book that we were reading uh vancouver haunting of vancouver island mentions the the lone wolf on Mm -hmm. discovery island and um the like kind of song he's uh like legend that goes around with it and yes. almost it's almost like a ghost tale like yes. they think that it is um a chief that passed away uh recently like in that same year that the lone wolf was f- first spotted yeah um so there's a lot of tales around that which is really cool to dive yeah. into there's not a lot on the internet but that the book does dive into it it's called yeah uh, haunting of vancouver island yeah um and then yeah, I don't know. I just find it so like mysterious and mm-hmm. I, I love it and I just want to dive into it. I remember it was like, it was probably close to seven years ago when the wolf, when he st- first showed up over there, I went for a kayak trip and then a hike around Discovery and it was so cool to think that this wolf was there. And then now here, seven years later to think that he's been hanging out on this island, just king of his domain over that. I just love that so much. And it mm-hmm. kind of makes me sad that he left, Yeah, but... I, you know, happy ending. He was tranquilized. He was brought out, I think, to Souk and let yeah. go. And if he was looking for love, God bless you, Takea. I hope you find it. Oh, my God. He's going to find it for sure. What a he's catch. Stud. What a catch. Coast <laughs> um, wolf? Yeah. yeah. Was it Souk that they let him off? Just somewhere on the west coast yeah. of the of the island there. Yeah. Um, in those good forests. <sighs> what a guy. What a Wolves guy. are so cool. They really are. Wow. Yeah, this one. We don't have any coyotes on our coyotes on our island. Is that so? I've never, I've never seen one. I, I've never heard one Mm. because they're loud. They laugh. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And they will kill your animals. Oh yeah. Both my, I had two cats go from coyotes growing up. Man, I hate that. I uh, used to live in Coquitlam and we backed on a ravine, and there was just a pack of coyotes there. If your cat got out. That was it. Really? Oh, just yeah. Full-time just, pack of coyotes they on had, the edge of your property? They had, like, it down to a science. Like, they would, like, one one coyote would, like, chase it a certain way towards the pack, and then the pack would get it. Shit. Yeah. Like they, it, and it was always in the same spot. I You'd hate that. You'd find all the fur. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, there is a good video online, though, if that just bummed you out, of a cat oh, chasing okay. away coyotes. Did really? I say that? No. Yeah, uh, it's like a nest cam, and three coyotes like got a cat backed up against a wall, and the cat is like "fuck off," and swats the coyotes away. Whoa, that's impressive. I remember. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember. Um, once my we found out that my cat got uh, attacked by a coyote. Uh, we were driving, and we saw this cat run across the road, and and uh, a coyote like was right on its tail. Uh. So I remember doing a UE like in the middle of an intersection. It was like tw- twelve <laughs> at night, like no one was on the road. But yes. then I like chased the coyote away from it. What in your car? Yeah, Red. yeah. And then the cat went over the fence, and it was all good. But like I was like, <laughs> I just remember like not. Not another one. And I like, went into full like beast mode and just like took my car off road. I love that. And chased the coyote away. You were like a cat vigilante, like it out for good. revenge. Yeah. I was oh like, okay, I feel redeemed now. This That's is good. So good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this pod. Uh, a little shorter than usual, like we say, but uh, hopefully more consistent in 2020. That's the goal and all that. Um, we'll see how she goes. Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about it. I booked all my trips. Uh, that's what I'm really stoked about this week, actually. So maybe I'll talk about that next week mm-hmm. or as we get closer to it. But I got trips coming up to New York <gasps> and Tofino and all this. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk. And I would love tips and heads-ups. New York's a funny one because it's like 
I went there before and I felt like I did a lot of what I would want to do in New York. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going back and I'm just like, it's the greatest city in the world. There's got to be more things I can do. Oh, yeah. Just because I saw the 9-11 Memorial and the Ghostbusters Library, <laughs> right, and fucking Rockefeller Center and ate 10 slices of pizza a day, there's got to be more. And so uh, I would love to talk more about that. But I am going to go see a Yankees game and get a Yankees hat at Yankee Stadium. Good. i pumped for that. Oh, nice. But anyways, it's stuff we can talk about as we get closer to it. Yeah. Um, also, leave a review if you want. Please. If, I think it feels like it's been a while, right? It has been a while. We haven't really talked about that. <laughs> like, yeah, review it and tell your friends about this podcast if you like it and you're from... I feel like people from Victoria, like, it's nice to yeah. hear about your own city sometimes. Totally. Um, yeah. And thanks for listening. We know you're listening. We can see those numbers. Yeah. So God bless you. We love you for that. That's so nice. Leave a review. Uh... Okay. Enjoy. Well, it turns out George J., who George J. Elementary School is named after, had some not-so-good thoughts and ideas back then. And so now they're changing the name of the school. This is something that's been happening a lot in Victoria. So here's our ideas for some new names for George J. Elementary School. Takaya, the Discovery Island and probably also James Bay Wolf Elementary. Dodd's Furniture and Learning Warehouse. And with an E, Elementary. The Nelly Furtado and Steve Nash Holding Hands School for Youth. And, cover all our bases here, the non-problematic old white man elementary. Um, okay, okay, so they, you know, I'm always, like, very critical about, you know, when they will try and smash two treat things together, right? Yeah. Carrot cake Oreos! I don't want that! Is there such thing? Yes! No. no okay. Bad. And even, you know, it was like big news, biggest news in Canada in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Timbit cereal. Mm-hmm. Who asked for such a thing? And especially the birthday cake ones. Do not want. But this is a true and wonderful marriage. This is what this is meant for. Cinnamon Toast Crunch ice cream. Yes. Okay, because I often put Cinnamon Toast Crunch in my ice cream because I'm all about chunkies in my ice cream. Yeah. Like I like digging for treasures and the crispiness <laughs> in it and cinnamon and the vanilla. Oh, it is delicious. It That's is my best. go-to. There's not... Oh, yeah. And like I've had a Big Wheel Burger. They do like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch milkshake. Mm. There's not another cereal that lends its... The way that Cinnamon Toast Crunch just like bleeds its essence into mm-hmm. the milk. There's no better cereal, you know, positioned to be an ice cream than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And so now they're actually doing it with chunks of the actual cereal in the ice cream. This is how you do it. This is how. I'm excited about it. Oh! This bear story about the Shamanus bear carving that's outside of one of the uh, ice cream shops that got stolen. Yeah. That was a big saga that happened on Monday. Yeah. And I completely missed that. Um, but now there's a, an update about it. You hear that it came back? Yeah. Oh, did, is that old news now? No. It's, oh, okay. No, I think that happened just today. Oh, was it just today? Yeah. Okay. So someone returned the bear uh, with an apology note. So I guess that they felt enough pressure from the public and being outraged and saddened by this bear being taken that they came back and, and uh, gave back the bear. Well, yeah, when it first happened, I think to the proprietors of the shop, too, who are like a very sweet, older uh, couple of people, they were like... Well, maybe it's just time for us to fold up this dream of ours of having an ice cream shop with oh a bear, God. carved bear. Yeah, that's what I saw. It was very like, I saw it. I was like, that's a bit of an overreaction. You can still, you still have, I think, like two other bear statues, but okay, whatever. Um, this is a sign from the universe now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe we just aren't cut out for serving ice cream Aww. with bear carvings. But 
Yeah, I think that really got to whoever, and they wrote a nice apology. It pulled the heartstrings a little bit. And I also love that they're having fun with it now because what happened was the bear's feet had to be cut off in order for it to be stolen. So it doesn't have feet now. Mm. So they had this like little photo op of it on a hospital bed hooked up to an IV, (laughs) and they're planning a garden party for the bear uh, where children are going to be invited because children were really upset that the bear was gone, right? That's it. So, yeah, I'm happy it's back, and uh, hopefully it lives a nice long life with feet. (laughs) (laughs) There is a pretty serious rumor going around online, and this is not confirmed or anything, but it's all over the place, that um, the Seattle hockey team, the NHL team that's starting up in Seattle, Mm -hmm. has settled on Kraken as their name and logo. The Seattle Kraken. I love it. I love it. I will get behind that team name. That's how you get fans is just having a really cool team name. Yeah. I don't even care for football, but I'm in. It's hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever sport it is, I'm in. Great. (laughs) That's the one that goes in the net. I'll buy you a jersey. Great. Oh boy! <gasps> Anyways, yeah, it's great. It's really great. Uh, th- okay, you know, look at. Let's overlook my own love of the name of the Kraken. That's my cat's name. My yeah. most cr- precious thing in my life is my Kraken cat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the sea monster and the pirates and all that stuff. It's great. But uh, look at this is how you name sports teams, okay? I, I never understand why these teams who are hanging on to, like, outdated or racist stereotypes as their team name. It's like, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. You pick a dinosaur or you <laughs> pick something, you know, some mythical creature, some Cthulhu or whatever, some monster. The unicorns or something like that. Sure. And whatever's going to, you know, strike fear in the hearts but also is totally imaginary. Mm-hmm. And then moving on. It's like it's not hard. Dragon, great name. Mm-hmm. I okay. hope I hope they do settle on that. Now the uh, the Seattle NHL team has actually responded to the rumors. And there's a lot of hints that maybe Kraken is going to be the name. Yeah. And then there's other hints too that they're scouring this like to the highest peaks and the deepest forests <gasps> about what our team's name will be. But I, I don't know. I think that's a Sasquatch reference. Yeah. Maybe the Sa- Sam Squanches. Yes, possibly. Art just came in here, though, and didn't realize that my cat's name was Kraken. He's been to my house multiple times. Yeah. You're He's always talking about the Kraken. Yeah. What? A, that's a bad friend right there. Yeah, that is. I am interested in this coronavirus. I think everybody is kind of like weirdly like curious, has a weird curiosity about it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely coming up in just casual conversations. Like the the person at the salad bar that I go to right. uh, this morning, <laughs> I was like, how's your day going? She's like, I got a cold. It's no good. And I was like, oh no, that sucks. And she's like, at least it's not the coronavirus. And I'm like, yeah, people are making jokes about this on a daily <laughs> basis. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of serious. Yeah. Well, the World Health Organization that came out, it's, it's so funny, right? It's like, in the grand scheme of things, you know, yes, 132 people have died. 6,000 people around the world are thought to be infected with this thing. That's relatively small numbers. Now, again, this thing could spread. We're trying to keep an eye on it, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's why it's in the top of the news so often. Uh, but apparently the World Health Organization is going to get back together and get its emergency committee again tomorrow um, for more kind of information about it. But we heard, this is what's crazy to me is that... Um, I think it was Air Canada. Yeah. 
suspended all flights out of China because of this. That's wild. Yeah. And then uh, there is uh, one plane that's preparing to fly Canadians from Wuhan to uh, once China gives the okay. Mm -hmm. So there's one plane that's going to bring all the Canadians back. Right. um, Which is just pretty (laughs) wild that they're just waiting there hoping to get back to Canada. I feel for these people because there's expats from all over the world in China. Like I was hearing Australia is doing a similar thing. But you can imagine... You're living in China, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, this thing's breaking out, and you're just like, I want to get the hell out of here. Mm-mm. And then trying to get a flight and all that, and now your country, your home country, has to get one special plane and send it. And then it's like, imagine just the nervous laughter on that plane. Just like, <laughs> getting out of here, <gasps> oh, right? Yeah. Like, just what a weird vibe on that plane. We're all Canadians. We're all just going home because we're afraid of catching this virus. Yeah, that's I wild. I hate to be the first person to cough or sneeze on that flight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that new uh, Gwyneth Paltrow show called Goop is getting a lot of traction, hey? Yeah, it's very popular. I just wish they would have gone with the original name for it. What's that? Show this to your parents to explain why you do mushrooms so often. That's the joke. <laughs> Muggers. That's the... But speaking of donuts. Speaking of donuts. Oh, my oh, gosh. Um, oh, do you want it to, you wanted to do that too one? too late. We already both said it. Speaking of donuts, <laughs> this is some very interesting news uh, that uh, Tim Hortons is, like, changing up their deal going into 2020. And I was reading an article about this. I was telling you uh, around Christmas time where someone in, like, it was one of those big national newspapers, National Post or Global Mail or whatever. And it was just like, hey, Tim Hortons, focus up. You are a donut and coffee shop. Yeah. Why is there hamburgers? Why is there Beyond Meat? Why is there... Potato wedges? Potato wedges. Why is there all this garbage food that sucks and that uh, is like nobody asked for? I don't want to eat dinner at Tim Hortons or whatever. You're donuts and coffee. Be donuts and coffee. Be co- You know, like um, the, the article actually compared it to... I think we both were too young for this, but New Coke. Do you know the whole New Coke thing? Oh, no. So, like, I think it was in the 80s or something. Coke slightly changed their recipe to taste more like Pepsi, and they launched it as the New Coke. Mm. Okay? And people hated it so much that they went back to Coke Classic, and that's why Coca-Cola like says Coca-Cola Classic on it. Oh. And... Because it was like sales slumping. It was losing to Pepsi. New Coke was such a disaster. And then they brought back Classic Coke. And now Classic Coke is like the biggest sold, like way more. Everyone was so glad to be back to the original. So that's what Tim Hortons is doing. Yeah. So they're saying that uh, because they had all these like menu experiments and just kept on adding to it, they complicated its kitchens. It slowed down its drive through. It confused its customers. So they are unveiling like this new strategy for 2020. um, And what they're focusing on is coffee, baked goods and breakfast. Yes. And then upgrading its drive throughs and loyalty programs as well. I hope they keep the chili as well. The chili is a classic. Isn't it? Yeah, I did. You know, yeah, when I was going to school, like I lived off of bagels and soup from them for sure. Yeah. So maybe like the soup chili, that sort of thing, but not past like like, the kitchen kitchen. Yeah. We'll see. You know, it's a really good quote. They said too, we tried to be everything to everybody and you just can't. Mm -hmm. That's so smart. And take that for yourself as well. Keep that in mind. If you ever feel pressure to be somebody else. You can't be everything to everybody. If you're a donut shop, you be your best donut <laughs> shop you can be. So we're trying to convince you to come over because uh, we're having a small Super Bowl party. A few friends. And uh, you're going to come for the food a bit, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I just, I just love chicken wings, man. 
That's all I want. Yeah. I might just stop by and uh, eat a chicken wing and then go on my way. And if anyone else wants to invite me to their parties, I will eat your chicken wing. And maybe I'll have a little contest, a little chicken wing tour around um, Victoria. Brian was just in here telling us about how he makes his own honey garlic sauce, like from scratch. Yeah. Which sounds really good. It's just like ketchup and soy sauce and honey, obviously. And then he chops garlic up in it and he just like stirs, mixes it all up and everything. Yeah, it sounds really good. Deep fries the wings and then tosses. So, because Super Bowl just really is, you know, the game will be fun and everything. And hopefully we'll see some decent commercials this year. But... It has, it's like one of those major food days of the year. It's like Thanksgiving yeah. where there's like there's a certain kind of set menu, right? You can do chili. You can do wings. You know, nachos, big one and everything. Yeah. But like there is that thing and then people can just get really good and really creative within those parameters. Yeah. Like, well, I love people who are making like a really homemade, a good homemade chili. Or like a nice homemade dip of sorts. That's always good too. Like dip homemade, and chips. Like a queso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we just want everyone to eat well on Sunday. It's one of the best eating days of the year, and it is the final resolution buster to, to completely <laughs> destroy your New Year's resolution. So everyone is talking about coronavirus. It's like the biggest story in the world right now. A uh, virus that uh, was, uh, there was a huge outbreak in China. And now uh, WHO, which is the World Health Organization, they have declared a global health emergency uh, due to uh, the coronavirus and yep. the outbreak in China. And what they want to specify, too, is not that China's, you know, not handling it well. They're handling yeah. the outbreak very well. Um, it's just that they are concerned about countries with weaker healthcare systems, right? Yeah, I got the clip of the guy from the uh, World Health Organization here talking about that. Our greatest concern is the potential for the virus to spread to countries with weaker health systems and which are ill-prepared to deal with it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And looking at footage of, uh, you know, large cities in China and how vacant they are, like a lot of people are on lockdown in their yeah. homes, like SkyTrain or metro stations are just completely empty. Businesses are closed down and people are just trying to, to stay safe at this time. Just pretty wild to see. Here in Victoria, though, we're OK. You know, if you're feeling a little scared right now, we're, we're doing all right here. But I guess uh, the kind of fear uh, was brought to local pharmacies and people started buying those masks that you see yeah um and a lot of places are completely sold out of these masks because people are afraid of contracting the virus and the thing about that is that those masks don't really do anything yeah so uh, a local physician was saying that uh the risk of the spread of the virus remains very low here and masks actually don't provide any significant help for healthy people. So if you're a healthy person who's not sick, uh, wearing a mask is actually not that great because it doesn't have a complete sealant. Yeah. So you still get things around your face. You can get it in your eye. You can get it anywhere. So if you're buying masks and like selling them on the internet, which is a thing that has happened. Someone tried to right. sell it for like $300 for a pack of masks. Don't do that. You're going to be okay. Just wash your hands, everybody. That's it. Just wash your hands. The big thing I heard today, too, about all of this coronavirus thing is that uh, it is it's like a bad flu is what it is. Okay? So like contagious, yes. But also for younger people like you and I, Jen, and you know, if you're listening and you're a little younger, you know how you bounce back from a flu? You'll bounce back from this, but what you got to be really careful about, and what we you know should all be taking precautions for is um, older people, yeah, and more people vulnerable. with yeah compromised immune systems. Yeah, that's who's going to uh, bear the full brunt of this thing. Um, but even then, still, it's like 
okay, I get it. Global emergency. Still, should we panic, though? No. No, we're good. Wash three, your hands, though. Three people in Canada who have it, right? In all of Canada. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure like Two guys who went to China and one of the guys' wife. That's it. <laughs> so, like... But, I mean... Don't still panic. Be, don't panic, but be careful, you know? Don't panic. Wash your hands. Yeah! Shout out to my fiance Fran and her three dogs and her five birds and putting up with all of my weirdness in my life. <laughs> that's a lot of birds. Uh, yeah. Wait, five birds? Five birds. That sounds just like she's got a lot on her plate. That's all. Yeah, that's great. That's really nice. Depends what kind of birds they are. Some yeah, birds I guess like budgies or something. Take care of themselves, yeah. What if you had five crows? Oh, yeah. But you know what? You'd be rich because they'd be constantly bringing you shiny things they found around That's the right. neighborhood. I grew up with a, a neighbor who had a crow. Huh? Well, they had like a, a cage that the crow would just um, fly into every night. Oh. And it would like do little, little fun things and leave little presents for us and stuff. It, it was would. really cool. Yeah. If you had like a murder of crows that you trained to just live on top of your house <gasps> and then like you could train them to attack strangers and... Imagine, you'd be invincible. Imagine seeing someone walking down the street, walking their crows, where there's like a, a murder of crows just flying beside them at all times. Love that. That's so cool. Uh, That's my new goal. Uh, very spooky. <laughs> Wendy says a guy in Souk walked around all the time with a murder of crows. He had treats in his pocket. You are kidding me. Wow. What? What is his name? What kind of treats? Like just corn? I imagine he's got pockets full of corn. I'm just going to... Stuff my pockets with treats, so I got to murder a crows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You need more things to make you like the witch from Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Even one pet crow <laughs> would be a lot, but good. Okay, cool. It's a great goal for you, Jen. Thank you so much. Ryan, Jenny keeps threatening me. I'm going to prick my finger on the wheel of a spinning wheel and then go to sleep for a thousand years, so. I'm not kissing him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye! Bye.